Welcome to the Scale with Speed So. It's your host, Judge Graham, where every week, every week, I'm bringing you people that are out there that are doing big things, right, that have overcome a lot and are motivating, are focusing on sales, focusing on customer experience, and making things happen. And today is no different. I've got my new friend on, Glenn Lundy. Listen to this, guys. This guy is a husband of one. I'm going to say it exactly how uh, uh, you have it on your side here. <laughs> husband of one, father to six, father to six. Did you hear that? Six. And general manager to, to Dan Cummings Chevrolet Buick, the second largest dealership in the country. Welcome. Thanks. To ha- uh, glad to have you on. Hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here. And you, you, you nailed it, man. That's it right there. Husband to one, father to six, going on seven. My wife's oh. due uh, here in about less, less than two months. We've got another <laughs> one on the way. So father to seven and GM over there, good old Dan Cummins in Paris. I'm happy to be here, though, man. That's awesome. Yeah, so my, uh, my buddy is about to have his seventh, too. And I tease him, he's got a basketball team, right? right. That's right, man, with a couple subs, man. A couple yeah. subs, nobody gets tired. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. So before we, we jump into it, I mean, I love because I'm, I'm also a, 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 a father and a husband, and I've got two little boys. And I think that's so important, man. And I love how you're this public figure and you're out there and you're evangelizing. Hey, that, that's important. You know, it's cool to have, you know, kids and to be a family guy and to be supportive of your wife. Like talk to me a little bit about that, because I think that's a that's a that's a thing sometime in this crazy social world that gets overlooked, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I mean I mean I've I've lived I've I've lived two lives and we'll probably get into that a little bit more here in just a second. But I can tell you that I was a car guy that worked and worked and worked and all I did was grind and I had a kid and I have a now ex and I know I know how that ended up. It ended right. up with me not having my daughter in my life for eight years. I lost custody of her and didn't see her from age six to age 14. So this time around, I've made sure to do things the right way, which is, yes, I grind. Yes, I work my butt off. But I make sure on days off and the, and, and the windows of opportunity that I get, I make sure to treasure those moments with my kids and with my wife and make sure they know they're the most valuable things on the planet to me. Yeah. And it's, and you know, it's, it's such a hard thing to do and it's a big responsibility in balancing that, you know, takes, takes a lot. So, you know, I'm in the, the, the same camp and, and I commend you on it. And again, I commend you that you're out there publicly talking about how important it is. Right. And so that's a, that's something really cool. So let's, let's jump in, man. You've got a fascinating background, right? I think I, people love, you know, the audience loves, uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, People want to relate, right? You're a successful guy, but people want to relate to real shit, right? People that have actually, you know, you, it's a relatable, man, I've been there. I've been at this low, right? And I talk about a lot of my lows in the past and then success, and, and you're no different. I mean, why don't you spit a little bit out um, about your background? Yeah, sure, man. Um, I grew up in Flagstaff, Arizona. I uh, grew up into a, you know, blended family. My dad's black, my mom's white. And so that was interesting, you know, all through, all through high school and, and just trying to kind of figure out where I fit in. Did I fit in? And I kind of had some, some own internal issues. My dad wasn't the nicest guy on the planet. He was actually quite mean. Well, yeah. we won't dig into all that. Um, but yeah, so it was, you know, I, I grew up, we didn't have money. We weren't broke on the streets, but we didn't, we didn't have any money. And I just kind of grew up rough. I was a, 
I, I was kind of a bad kid, you know, getting into trouble, making mistakes, hanging out in pool halls, uh, walking all over my mom once my parents got divorced, you know, that, that whole thing. Um, but it really was when I got a little bit older, I got into my 20s. That's when I really started to make some poor decisions, man. I was in the auto industry and now I could drink when I wanted. I could drug when I wanted. I could gamble when I wanted. I could chase down women when I wanted. And that's when I really started to make some, you know, some poor mistakes that ultimately, like I mentioned a minute ago, I ended up losing custody, you know, of my, of my daughter. Uh, and when I lost custody of her, I just went on a, uh, you know, I went on a whirlwind of crazy life, you know, victim, that victim mentality where I blamed everybody for everything. And I just continued to spiral. So I traveled kind of all over the, across the country and um, basically at one point ended up homeless in San Diego. Uh, I had nowhere to go. I had burned every bridge. I had kind of, nobody wanted to help me. I think everybody, I think people still cared about me and loved me, but they sure didn't want to help me anymore because I always took advantage of everybody, you know, that I could. And so I reached a low, 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 low point where I was homeless. I was uh, sleeping on buses in San Diego and, and doing that whole thing. And ultimately I just reached a point where, I was like, man, none of this is worth it. Like, I'm not, I don't want to live anymore, man. And so I'm not a very good swimmer, stereotypical black guy can't swim type thing, <laughs> right? And so I went ahead and uh, I decided I was going to take my life, man. And I went out in the <clears throat> ocean and I swam out, you know, I, I doggy paddled out as far, as far as I could. And I'd get to that point where my head would start to bob and I'd start to go under, my feet couldn't touch. And I thought, man, this is, this is it. And every time I'd reach that point, then all of a sudden my feet would like hit the ground again. Like right when I thought this is it, my feet would hit the ground and it turned out the tide was coming in and I wasn't a strong enough swimmer to swim out past it. So it was another failure for me. I'd failed at everything and I ended up rolling up on the beach and I just remember looking up at the stars and realizing how small I was and how big this universe was. And it was just a moment of clarity for me where it was like, all right, dude, there's no easy way out of this thing, man. Mm -hmm. There is no easy way out. You gotta, you, you're gonna, you're gonna fight your way out. And God has a plan for, for me. He has a plan for you. He has a plan for everybody. Uh, and he's not going to let you take any shortcuts, man. He's not going to let you do it. So that's when my life started to change. I still made plenty, hundreds, maybe thousands of mistakes uh, after that point. But I actually started to point my life in a direction that ultimately ended me. You know, I landed in Kentucky, where I'm at now. And I landed at Dan Cummins Chevrolet and Buick in Paris, Kentucky. And, you know, from there, it's been, awesome. everything's kind of been awesome, you know? Yeah, that's awesome, man. What a, what a great story. And, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it was giving me goosebumps when I was listening to it, right? Because, well, I mean, it is. It's, it's, it's crazy. And I'm so glad the, uh, the tide was in your favor that night, right? I mean, so was that, it sounds like it, I mean, that must have been the defining moment, right? I can imagine you're, you're cold, you're confused, you get out, you look up and you're like, enough, right? I mean, was that the defining moment that, that changed for you? That, that was definitely the moment that I realized that things are bigger than just me. See, I was yeah. a very selfish person. And I thought the world just, re I just thought the world revolved around me. And I thought, you know, I was just whatever. I didn't really have a spiritual belief. I didn't believe in connections. It was kind of evolutionary dog eat dog was yeah. my mindset. Right. Then uh, when I was laying there on the beach and I just saw this incredible creation, uh, that's when I kind of had this moment, like, wait a minute, man, there's, 
there's more to this. There's a lot more to this. And so I started doing some soul searching at that point, started studying different religions, started, you know, trying to figure out what really this whole life thing is and the energy connections between people and universal connections and things like that. But that was definitely the moment where my eyes were opened. You know, the mud was wiped from my eyes and I was able to start to see that there's, there's a way bigger thing going on here. Yeah, it's awesome. So fast forward. So I like to talk about pain and then success, right? So that was pain, right? That was, you know, real pain. And then now, you know, you're about to be a, a, a featured speaker at a new uh, with hustle, and, hustle and Grind Con coming up, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're, you're constantly on Rise and Grind, which is an amazing show I want to talk about. So if my audience isn't following that, they should. And then also, you know, that's something, I mean, you're the, sec- the GM of the second largest dealership in the U.S. I mean, that's no small feat, right? I mean, you're running a big organization and moving a lot of product and sales, right? And one thing that I love, and I'm going to read, uh, or I'm going to paraphrase some of this, then I want to get into it, is, you know, I will, this is, this is uh, uh, you, you speaking here, I will offer an experience that exceeds my customers' expectations today, tomorrow, and in the future. I will not just sell cars, I will create fans. And that resonates so well with me because I'm a, I'm a freaking practitioner. I'm a salesperson, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a business guy, and I understand the importance and the value of, of selling and, and creating experiences in fans, right? We're in a new market right now where I believe, you know, people aren't loyal to brands anymore, right? It's it's, it's about the experience and what peers are thinking and, 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 and creating fans, right? You have all these microcosms in these micro brands that technology and speed has allowed anybody to compete so that the market's too flooded, right? And so if you don't take what you just said to heart, in my opinion, I don't care if you're selling freaking cupcakes or cars, you're going to lose. You, you obviously you know, feel the same way on that. Yeah, man, absolutely. Like everybody nowadays with access to information and technology abundant, everybody makes a good product, man. Everybody does, you know, I sell cars, Chevy makes a good product, Dodge makes a good product, Ford makes a good product, Toyota makes a good product. They're all good products. Now, back in the day, brand loyalty, like you said, you know, Chevy guys were Chevy guys. Ford guys were Ford guys. Yeah, right. That's how it was. But it's it's not like that anymore. Um, And so I, again, and it goes back to the same thing I learned with my family. You know, I learned when you do things a certain way, you get a certain result. And I did things the wrong way back in the day, and that was the result. So now I focus everything on how do I make sure to get the result that I want. And the result that I want nowadays is I want my customers to love. I want them to love coming to the dealership. I want them to love the experience. I want them to love buying a car. I want them to love talking to me and talking to my sales staff. Like I want them to tell their friends, dude, you need to go to Dan Cummins. Like you should go there, go there on a Saturday. They have pizza, go there and get your vehicle service. They've got Starbucks, go watch their videos on Facebook, man. They've got fun stuff. Like I want them to talk about the experience. It's not about cars, man. It's really not about that anymore. They can get that absolutely anywhere. And I truly believe the future with the way things are going in the future, if your company is not, uh, if you don't have a fan base and you don't have a following, you're going to go down, man. You're going to go down. 
It's, it's, it's required. It's how people are being programmed. I mean, look at Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. It's all about likes and comments and, and how many followers you got, you know, we're all seeking all of this and that's we're we're basically programming people that, Hey, if somebody doesn't have a bunch of followers, they're not worth, they're not worth doing business with, or they're not worth talking yeah. to, you know? Yeah, totally. And I agree. And I think specifically in your industry and in, in almost, almost most industries, right? You can't win on price anymore, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the prices, I mean, you can buy a freaking car out of a, a vending machine now, right? <laughs> like out of That's a, right, man. Carvedia, yeah. Right. So, so you're on to something, right? And, and, and so not only are you on to something that's working or you guys wouldn't be the second largest, um, you know, in, in the, the nation and what you're doing, but you're realizing the importance of that customer and that experience. And I think it's so important for everybody listening in, you know, no matter, you know, if you're on the op side, if you're on the sales side, you know, your product or service is being devalued and is becoming somewhat of a commodity. And if you don't focus on what Glenn's talking about here, customer service experience in creating fans, you will lose market share. It's that simple. Hands down, hands down. And let me add to that real quick too, because I think I think some people are starting to catch on to that, but they're missing the other side of that. Your employees should be your biggest fans. Amen. Your employees got to be your biggest fans. So it's not, it's a it's got to be a great experience for the customer. Absolutely, hands down. You got to focus on that. But your employees should be excited to get up and go to work to every day. They should be posting and sharing how they love that where they're at. They should be telling all their friends and family members this is the place to go. Like you've got to focus internally as well as externally when it comes to creating fans. Yeah, I believe it's so much, you know, we talked about, we're both, uh, you know, friends with Grant, the 10X yeah, movement here, you know, and he talks about, which I believe, and what you're, you're, uh, you're communicating right now to the audience is, listen, man, if your team isn't freaking swimming in the Kool-Aid, your internal team, how are you going to be great, right? right. So, so how are you going to sell a Buick or a Ford or whatever you're selling, right? If you don't drive it yourself and you're not willing to invest in it and you don't believe in it. So I think that's, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I think it, you know, a lot of the times you're right. People will say, well, I'm doing that. I'm focusing on the customer and everything is an external, you know, it's, it's like you've got blinders on. That's right. It's externally you're focusing on it, but internally I would argue could be as important or more important Maybe because more. until you fix yeah. that, you can't get the external. Yep. I, I agree hundred percent. And that's, you know, uh, in 2011, January 11, 2011, that's when I started working at the Dan Cummins store. We're in Paris, Kentucky. It's a town of 9,600 people. Wow. And when I, when I started working there, we were selling about 120 to 130 cars a month. Uh, now we sell anywhere from 850 to a thousand, just seven years later. Thank you very much. Awesome, uh, and like brother. I said, se- second largest used car franchise dealership in the country. And we're on our way to continuing to build that. What's what, what the, one of the biggest, most important components of that was the internal side, creating fans inside, working with these guys, developing these guys, actually committing, like reaching out. You know, John Maxwell says, you can't ask for a hand until you touch someone's heart. Mm. And so 
internally we make sure to touch these guys we believe in these guys i've hired comeback stories i've hired second chance guys you know i've got guys that work for me that that i got one guy did seven years in the in federal penitentiary you know like i've got guys that are that are hungry that are wanting to change their lives and we're that we're diving into them and investing in them and and on, on the other side of that what we get out what we extract by investing in our people is so powerful man it is yes. so powerful. And now we've got people that are literally moving from all over the country. They're moving to come to Paris, Kentucky. Dude. Like, <laughs> place. like they're not moving to New York. They're not moving to the beach. They're moving to Paris, man. There's nothing in Paris except for Dan Cummins Chevrolet. If you Google Paris, Kentucky, literally it'll show Paris and then it'll show Dan Cummins. That's, That's awesome. all. That's all that's there, man. And we got people moving from all over the country because we've bought into our people. They know they can count on us. We'll back them up no matter what. We give them chances whenever they, you know, whenever they need them. As long as they're willing to invest time, energy, and effort in us, we do the same. It's called servant leadership, and it goes so far, man. Yeah, I love that, man. And one thing I want to I want to jump on that you're, you're you're talking about is the importance of people internally, right? But if you think about millennials, right, it's a different you know, you and I aren't in, you know, that millennial, right? At least I, I, I know I'm not. You maybe you, you still look pretty young. <laughs> Just a bit outside. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, millennials view things different. Yeah. Right? It, it, you know, things to them are that experience, how you're treated. You know, it's not as much about just, you know, capitalism grind. You know, I, I, I want to make the most money as possible. They want to be in a good environment. They want chances, they want some flexibility, and they want to feel like they belong to a tribe. And I think that what you just said is, is that, right? I mean, so how do you get great people? I believe no matter what kind of company you are, people make the company, right? And if you have a company where people don't want to go to New York and they want to go to Paris, Kentucky, you've done something right internally and you're focusing on building your tribe. And, and, and I love that. And I think so many people forget about that side of it, right? There's so many conferences and things that are sales, 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 sales. But if you don't have the right freaking people and they're not in the right seats and the, and the leader isn't telling them where the bus is going, I don't care how much you, you emphasize sales, you're not going to win. That's right, man. Absolutely. What we did in the beginning, I wrote a list of things that I hated about the auto industry, right? Because I wasn't going to get back in. I got out of the auto industry for seven years after I lost custody of my kid. I hated it. I blamed the auto industry for me being a, you know, whatever. I don't know what kind of words you use on this show, but I was a bad word. Yeah. You, can <laughs> use whatever, you can use whatever word you want. <laughs> so what we did is I, we wrote a list of things we hated. And one of the things that I hated about the auto industry was car salespeople. I hated them. I hated the sleaze bags and the druggies and the dope heads and the punks. And, the, and I just hated them. I, I didn't, they didn't have any morals or any integrity. I really didn't like them. So what I did when I got in position of power at Dan Cummins is we started hiring like servers and, uh, you know, restaurant industry people, young people, millennials, people just out of college. Like I, if you, if you turned in your resume and it was like, Oh, I got 10 years car experience. I threw Duh. it in the trash, bro. I, I had no use for you. You, I, yeah. I didn't want that. 
And so we started hiring people outside the auto industry, these millennials that you speak of. And I created a mission statement that says, I am on a mission to eradicate the negative stigmas associated with the car business. And I can do this by making people feel special, feel important, feel like they're the only one. I will offer an experience that exceeds my customers' expectations today, tomorrow, and in the future. I don't just sell cars, I create fans. So we created the mission statement so that everybody could get on the same page. All these young millennials like you're talking about, they wanna be a part of something bigger than themselves. So we had to create that. And what's happened is over time, all of the old car dogs, they don't, they don't apply anymore. They don't even put it in an application. They're scared to death. They, they know I'm not gonna hire them. They know I don't want anything to do with them. However, I am starting to get the new, the, the, the fresh-minded, the innovative car people, the guys like Sean Hayes, he's been in the business 11 years, but he's innovative. You know, guys like uh, Sterling Leach that just moved from Indiana and, and uh, Luke Holland just moved from Texas. I'm starting to get these guys that do have a few years in the business, but they're forward thinking and they're innovative. They're not these old school, you know, scumbags that, 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 that used to apply at my place. So it's, it's taken us years to kind of establish the reputation for the place that we are. It's definitely taken a while, but I had to weed out all those old school dogs, and yeah. now I'm starting to get some real high caliber talent, man. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah, no, it's great. And, you know, I actually think that even in your messaging, you're doing yourself somewhat of a disservice because I believe you're, you're changing cultures. Brother. I mean, that's a big thing. I mean, everything we're talking about impacts the customer and experience and creates fans, but you as the GM and what you've accomplished – would not be done unless you were spearheading up that culture, right? I oh, think yeah. that's, that's something you should, you should be more boastful about. I mean, you're a cultural change expert, right? To take an industry, to flip it upside down, to, to, to bring in new kind of thinking and talent and to motivate and inspire, that's bigger than customer experience and service. That's culture transformation. So anyhow, something to think about. That's awesome, man. And thank you for that. And I, I, I truly appreciate that. And I do recognize that. I recognize my role uh, that I've played in all of that. But also, man, my, I've got a mentor, Josh Cummins, the owner of the dealership. And this dude is like the most humble servant leader that, you've, that you'll ever experience, man. And I've got to spend the next seven or the last seven and a half years by his side. And I just watch how he silently leads by example, you know. Awesome. He just silently leads by example. And I, I want to be a lot like that guy. I've learned a lot from him. And so I give credit where credit is due. I know I, I, know I played a role, um, but it's really, it's really just the people. They've all bought in, man. They've bought into to me and my beliefs and, and my vision. And they're the ones in the trenches that put in the work. And so I just, I just feel honored to be able to be by their side every single day and to be a part of this whole thing. That's awesome. I want to I hit on a couple things you just said. I think it's important for the audience that I'm a firm believer of. One, you're a humble guy, right? And, and I believe that any successful person always has to stay humble, right? There's always a next level. I don't care what level you're at, there's always a next level. The other thing you said is you said, I watch and I listen, mm -hmm. right? From someone who is a mentor, you're taking advice and you're listening to someone that you aspire and believe in, and that's really important. I think anybody listening to this You've got to seek out mentors and you've got to shut up. You got to watch, you got to listen, and you've got to be humble along that journey. And I think that's, I think that's really important. And you just, you just nailed that. 
Hey, thanks, man. Two ears, one mouth, right? Yeah. Two ears, one mouth. <laughs> That's it. Hey, so tell everybody about, so that's, uh, you know, watching this today. Uh, I mean, you're a freaking machine, man. I love this. 5.30 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, right? I mean, it's five days a week. Five days a week, brother. I mean, you're up and we're, you know, the background, you've got the swag on, you got the gear, rise and grind. So tell everybody a little bit about this. Uh, you know, I'd call it a movement, man. It's a great show. It's, a, it's, it's great content. Um, I love your energy. I mean, you're bringing it, right? For me, that's 4.30 in the morning, right? So I'm right. typically not watching it live, right? Right, I understand. <laughs> but, but you're bringing it, right? And, and I love the, uh, not only the energy is the consistency, right? Mm -hmm. Because I believe you have to be consistent to win. So talk to us about Rise and Grind. Rise and grind, man. Yeah, 5.30. I, and, and the fact that you mentioned consistency, that's why I picked 5.30. I picked 5.30 in the, in the morning because I have going on seven kids. I've got this dealership <laughs> that I've got to run. I've got 300 employees, dude. The only time that I could commit to being there and know that nothing else was going to get in the way was yeah. 5.30 a.m. You know, that's, that's why I chose that time. But basically, Rise and Grind is a daily motivational, inspirational, and educational show. We talk business strategies. We talk life strategies. We talk about our faith. We talk about, uh, you know, any, any, anything. It's just all positive, never anything negative. And really, my purpose behind it is twofold. Uh, one, I want to give people something to look forward to tomorrow so yeah. they'll make better decisions tonight. See, when I was in the place where I was before, I never really had anything to look forward to the next day. Like I didn't have a, a morning routine. And so I made really bad decisions at night. The stuff that happens after midnight, you know, that's and that's where I really dug myself in a hole. So I wanted to create something where I could give you something to look forward to tomorrow, a reason to go to bed, a reason to make a good decision, uh, and then come join me in the morning. The second reason that I, that I wanted to do something in the morning is I believe in my heart, I believe it so much that if we could change the way people start their day, we could truly change this planet, man. We could change this planet completely. So many people are waking up in a hurry, in a rush, on their phones, negativity, watching videos, playing video games, running off, you know, uh, everything's just rush, 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 coffee, 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 no positive, no spending time on themselves. And then later in the day, we wonder why they snap and run off and go shoot up everybody in a freaking school, man. It's because like they're, that's all they're getting fed. They're programming yeah. their brain, all this terrible stuff, and they're not spending any, any time on self. So my mission on this planet is to go out and change the way people start their day. I believe there's five things that you can do every day that will change your life. And that's all on my uh, YouTube channel. You can dig into that stuff. But that was the point of the show is to give people something to look forward to. Also, a little side note is when I was homeless, I never had like I never had anybody to turn to, you know, at that point because I had burned so many bridges. So I want to be that guy that anybody knows, hey, at 530 a.m. Monday through Friday, I'll be there. I'll be there for you. I promise. I'll be there. I'll be live. You can reach out to me. You can comment to me. You know, I might not get back to every comment right away because there's thousands of them, um, but I'm there and I want to be there for people. So, but those are the two things. Give, give them something to look forward to and change the way people start the day. And that's where the show came from. My man, Steve Carlisle, or Carlos and Hank Norman, they told me I should only do it once a week for like eight minutes. And I was like, nah, brother, we're going to do this. I didn't do it for 25 minutes and uh, it's blown up. In the last six months, we've got over 30,000 members in the group, awesome. uh, over 2,000 people watch, you know, watch the show every day. And 
it's um, continuing to make connections with guys like you and, and the networking stuff. And it's really changed my life probably more than it has any of the, all the people in the group. It's awesome, man. Yeah, what I, what I love about it, and again, I told you, I, I, and I'm a, uh, I'm a chemistry guy, right? I, I view myself as having a very high EQ, right? So that emotional intelligence, even over IQ. And I mean, you, you know, feels like kindred spirits. I mean, I love your energy. I mean, you almost come off evangelical, right? Which I think is good, man. I mean, you, you, you're passionate about it. And, you know, one thing that I, uh, I am aligned with you on is I talk about if I can do three things, people need to be more productive, they need to be more positive, and they need to focus more on profitability, right? And if you do those things, everything's going to be better, right? Be positive, focus on profitability. You need money, right? You need money to do things, right? And you need to be productive. There's so many people, you're a productive guy, but they waste their time. They're not optimizing their time. And I don't know if you've gotten my new book yet or not, but Scale with Speed, this book is all about that. How do you optimize your time? How do you build cultures? How do you scale organizations? How do you spend 75% of your time on revenue generating activities? And how do you move fast? How do you service all the customer service stuff that you're talking about? It's so key. And I think it's, it's a, becoming a lost art and we're getting so convoluted with all the media and the noise and the bullshit of negativity. And it's refreshing to have somebody like you constantly bringing it every morning at 5.30. So, Glenn, where, uh, everybody watching this, where, where can they uh, find you? What's the best handles? I know uh, your website. I mean, what, what's uh, the best way for everybody to follow, even Rise and Grind? The easiest way to get in, t- to get in contact with me is just go to glennlundy.com, and that's two ends in Glenn because I'm twice as nice. So glennlundy.com. If you hop on there, you can link to the Facebook group. You can link to the podcast. You can, I mean, every, everything's there. So that's just the easiest way to do it. Uh, and I'd love to, I'd love to connect our networks. You're, you're, you're good people. And, and I love that. I love the three P's that you just threw out there, profitability and being productive. Uh, and, and I just love that. I'm going to add one P I'm going to add one P to your three P's yeah. and that's just have, have purpose behind it all, man. No, I think that's great. I, you know what? I'm going to add that. I'm going to have four P's now. I think yeah. that's, I, I think it's so important. I mean, people don't, um, and I talk about it in, in, in my book. It's, uh, I, I tell people they have to have an end game. Right. So many people get into life or business or career and they don't go, what's my end game? And when do I want those things out of my life? And what's the purpose of why I want it? So I I, I totally agree. hundred percent aligned. People have to have purpose because if you don't have purpose, then what the hell are you doing? That's right, man. And I've seen people, I've seen people who focus on, on profitability. They just, you know, I'm going to make the money. I'm going to make the money and they work and they work and they work and they work. And then they just get old and miserable and they die, man. They don't live, you know, everybody falls off around them. They don't have any, there's no purpose to their life. They just build wealth. And I don't want people, you know, to do that. We all have this amazing thing called life, this God given unique individual life. No two will ever be the same. And I think that we've got to live it out to the fullest, man. And that does take grinding and it does take a season of like work 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 all of those seasons get you know they they have a place and they have a purpose as long as ultimately you know where you're headed you know what I mean yeah no I love it so I'm gonna have four p's purpose yes. productivity profitability and uh, you made me lose my last one what was the <laughs> purpose productivity profitability and positivity, that's it. And positivity. positivity. How did we forget that one? I guess we're just naturally that way. Yeah, yeah, the four Ps. No, that's good, man. I love that. Well, hey, 
Uh, it, I appreciate everybody to listen. As always, this is Judge Graham with the Scale with Speed Show. You can find me at judgegram.com. You got to get my new book. If you guys haven't checked this out, this Dude, thing is- Send me a book and I'll send you a shirt. Yeah, no, done, done. Deal. Done. This thing is, uh, is, it's amazing, man. I've already sold a ton of copies and it's, uh, it's game changing. It's a, it's a practitioner's guide to success. So speed, it's called scale with speed. It's an actual form formula. So S is start with your end game. P is pick your niche. E is execute with speed. The other E, which you'll love, energize your culture. And then the last uh, D is dominate your top priorities. And so it's a practitioner's guide to freaking rise and grind and get after it every day and have purpose and achieve your goals. So there's tons of things in here, how to focus 75% of your time on revenue, how to make decisions instantly, how to make hard decisions within less than nine minutes. So it's a great, it's a great read. So That's if anybody's in, interested like in this, that. you can get it at scalewithspeed.com or judgegram.com. All of my social handles are pretty much at judgegram.com. And as always, Glenn, amazing having you on, brother. I appreciate the time. And for everyone else watching, stay tuned. Watch Rise and Grind, game-changing show. And it's free, and it's, it's every day. It's amazing. <laughs> and as always, you guys uh, make it happen.